I want to speak a little bit, you know, let's start with Tia Scheifer and then to speak in general about the, about the day, about the school of Sayyam. You know, we blow the Scheifer, all of us know this, Tashrat, Tashat, Tarat. Tia, Shvarim, Trua, Tia, Tia, Shvarim, Tia, Tia, Trua, Tia. Every time we blow, we blow in that format. So why are we doing that? Gemara so says that it's actually a machloikis between the Mishnah and the Brizah. The Mishnah says on Lamed Beis in, in Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnah implies that the Trua, that the Torah, the Torah, holds, the Torah says, you should blow a Tkia, Trua, Tkia. What is a Trua? A Trua is what we call a Trua, like a crying sound, a sobbing sound. The Brizah says it's a groaning sound. Yilula Yalil Ganuchei so the Gemara, after a whole supplementary in the Gemara, the Flamadal, the Gemara says that Rabbi Abbaou had a suffix. He didn't know if it was groaning, he didn't know if it was sobbing, and he didn't know if it was a groan that turned into a sob. So therefore, what did he say? Do all of them. It's definitely not sobbing and turning into groaning, because it never works that way. The groaning is when the person's still sick, the sobbing is when it's all over. So, basically, he's misopic. That's a, so it says in the Gemara, he didn't know which was the right one. But what does the Torah say? The Torah says you blow a tkia, true a tkia. That's what it says in the Torah. So the Rishayim are all bothered by the Kasha. What changed? Where did it go wrong? Where did the suffix creep in? How did the suffix creep in? What changed? If the Ramam says, the Ramam says that that's what happens when people go from place to place and they forget what happened last year because they're so overwhelmed by the Galus that they're in. That's how people forgot it. That's where the Ramam went. But others have, uh, other Rishonim of Abba Mahalchen, the Ritva says that each Golos has its groan, has its, its cry, reflecting its tsaras. The Ritva says that what's a, what's a musical sound, what's a, what's a sad sound, just in, 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 music, in music, what's considered a happy tune in one generation is a sad tune in another generation. What's a sobbing, what's a mournful tune in one generation, is it? So he says, things change, generations change, and therefore the Torah says to have a crying sound, but what is that crying sound? That varies from door to door. That's what you the Ritva learns. The Svasemus learns a little bit different. You see where I'm going with this, and why I'm, 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 I'm speaking so that. The Svasemus says, Kumar says that Rabbi Abahu was misakin to do all these different combinations. Can somebody give Isaac a chair? We have one? Yeah, the Gemara says that the Rabbi Abba was masakin this in Caesarea. Why Caesarea? The Gemara Megillah says that Caesarea was a metropolis that belonged to Rome. Gaulus Rami is different than all the other Gaulus in that Gaulus Rami, the Gaulus that we're in, encompasses every type of Gaulus. And therefore, the truest sound that we're supposed to blow in Rosh Hashanah is a broken sound. It reflects tsaras. It reflects a brokenheartedness. And as we said before, there's different types of sounds reflecting different tsaras. The Svasema says in our galas we have every type. In our galas there's people who are physically sick. There's people who are emotionally sick. There's people who are tormented by gayim. There's people who become assimilated. There's, there's so many different types of sounds. So therefore we blow all. Says the Svasemis. Why? Because the Gala said we're in incorporates everything. So I'm asking you, this is not Tishabhav. This is the question, the first question we're asking now. All these truer sounds, if you go with the, 
It's supposed to be a broken-hearted sound. Why are we doing this on Rosh Hashanah? What does that have to do with Rosh Hashanah? It's the beginning of a new year. We've been Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Why do we have all these cheshbanus of how to blow the trua? Is it, you know, what's a sad sound here, a sad sound there? What are we being sad about? It's Rosh Hashanah. It's the beginning of a new year. It's new opportunities. We've been Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch So I want to discuss the trua. It's a, I'm, can give you, it's a little bit of an able vart. And I, I, I saw this from Talmidim of the Chassam Seifer, who quote their Rebbe, the Chassam Seifer, who says this part. I think that this is a good segue into the Avodah Sayyom of Rosh as to what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to accomplish in Rosh Before we blow the Tkiyas, we say Laminat seven times. In Laminat we talk about what we're trying to accomplish with our Trua. We say like this, the Pasuk says, Kol Ha'amim Tikul all the Gayim, Tikul Chaf, means that they bang with the palm of their hands. Tikul Chaf. Hariyo Leilokim B'Kol Rina. But what do we do? We blow a truah, Leilokim, is made Sadin. We blow a truah to Hashem, B'Kol Rina. What does Kol Rina mean? With a joyous, joyful sound, with a joyful voice. What does it mean? Hariyo Leilokim. Again, the truah is the broken sound. Every Shabbos in Yantif, when we say Rananu Tzadikim, in that uh, capital Tehillim, we say Shiru Lo Shir Chadash, Heitivu Nagein Bisrua. Play, play Nagina, play Heitivu Nagein, play well, Vitrua. Why is that? Heitivu Nagein Vitrua? Vitrua is, it's sad, it's not a Nagina, it's not, it's, not, it's not a joyful song. So the Chassam Seifer says like this, and this is something that yeah, I think it's important. I know when I, you know, when I learned, I learned it this year, and it made a tremendous rush on me. We need to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us more than we could imagine. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good. Toiv Hashem Lakal. Racham of Al-Kol HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Rachmanus on animals. He has Rachmanus on ants. And he has Rachmanus on, on insects. Akadosh describes his relationship with us as a parent to a child. Akadosh loves us more than we could imagine. And any din that a person gets, no matter whether it's good or the opposite of good, is because for him that's the best thing. Lomashal. A person, um, you have a diabetic who didn't take care of his diabetes and He's, he's mamish, mamish sick. And they feel, they don't amputate a limb, that's it, he's over. It's going to kill him. So when he gets that limb amputated, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's not good to get a limb amputated, but it saved his life. Because of whatever matzah this particular guy is in, so the best thing within that matzah is for this to happen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not, especially due to our relationship... HaKadosh Baruch is not punitive and certainly not in this world. It's not punitive. HaKadosh Baruch is not trying to harm us, not trying to hurt us. And we come into Rosh Hashanah acknowledging that whether it's a tkiah, whether it's a truah, which means whether it's a broken-hearted experience that we have, whether it's a difficult matzah, whether it's a good matzah, we understand however we get it, it's the best matzah we could possibly have. And that's the matzah Rebanshan gives us. And as we're mamlichim, when we coronate, we'll speak about Romano, when we acknowledge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech, and we make him Melech on Rosh Hashanah, which we'll explain soon, 
What we're really doing is we're saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have full confidence. Like it says over there in that Pasuk, Heitivu nagein bisrua ki yashar dvar Hashem v'chol ma'aseu be'amunah. We believe that what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is trustworthy. We believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yashar. We believe, like we said this morning in, in, in the Mizmah Lozayda, Ki toiv Hashem la'olam chazda. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good. His chesed is there all the time. All that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to do is to be made to us. We explained in one of the other, I don't know, Bad or Shmuz, the reason that we have Rosh Hashanah every single year. This is not the Yom Hadin that's going to determine what happens to us after we pass away. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't want it to accumulate until we get to that point. So therefore, he gives us every year an opportunity to collect ourselves, to understand that there's din. This world is not a hefker, though. This world has accountability. And then we catch ourselves. We take care of what we need to take care of. We make ourselves a little healthier. If you have a person who's not healthy, and the doctor says to him, listen, if you eat a little healthier, if you do a little exercise, if you watch your diet, if you take care of these kind of things, you, you take the medicine I'm giving you, I'm not going to have to do drastic measures. That's part of what Rosh Hashanah is about. What is the din of Rosh Hashanah? What, is, what am I supposed to do? What, what's my reaction supposed to be? Because Rosh is coming with a stick over me and saying, you better or else. Shabbat is saying, listen, I don't have a choice. I have to do what's best for you. But what's best for you might not be so bishma considering the matzah. So, person has it's beyond it's beyondenu. And that's part of the part of the awe-inspiring experience of Rosh Hashanah. It's beyondenu to be Mashana that because Akarish Baku wants to be mated. But Akarish Baku is not a patron and it's not good for us to just be able to do whatever we want, how we want, when we want, in a chaotic way. So that's why that's the Hariel they look in Bukal Rina. There's a trua. We understand sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's painful. But we know, we, we, we're confident in the Rabbana Shalom that he's not coming to hurt us. And I think that that's so important. Some people walk around, and it's, it's, it's actually quite amazing. I should have like, put a little check in my uh, pincus. Um, how, many, how many people here have told me over the last week um, how traumatized they are from Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah. And it's like really like a, such a bad, bad taste feel so beaten down. And it's really not what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is not about beaten down. Slippers is an unburdening experience. We unburden ourselves. It's, a, it's liberating. A bunch of slippers means forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean our... wants to have, but Shabbat wants to be marvelous. Shabbat wants to give us good. Shabbat wants to give us the... Every, we could have in the best possible way so we could be the best people and eventually get the best possible schar. You know, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, the Flamid Beis, famous Gemara, that the Malachi Hashar is as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rosh Hashanah. Hashem, how come they're not saying halal? I thought it's a yantav. Why would Israel not say halal? Rosh Baruch Hu says, Sifrei Chaim, Sifrei Mesim, Psuchim Lafanai. Again, they get some shira. The other way the Chassam Sefer explains that, he says, the question that the Malachim are asking, we know that if you... Kala Yisrael are ready to sing Shira, even on, even on Rosh Hashanah. They are ready. They know that they're Sifre Chaim and Sifre Mason. But they know that HaKadosh Baruch has given them the best possible thing. And if, unfortunately, something sometimes needs... We need a surgery, or we need something, or we need a, a bitter-tasting medicine. 
if that's the best thing for us and that's the best thing, why wouldn't we want to sing Shira? What's Hashem's response? Hashem's response is, Sifre Chaim, the Sifre Mesim, Psuchim, Lefanai. I'm the one who has to, at the end of the day, do that surgery. And it hurts me because no father ever wants to hurt a child. A father wants to inflict a wound on a child. Bancham says, certainly a father who's, who's, who's a Marachim of our father's relationship. Bancham says, I'm the surgeon. I'm the one who's doing it. I, you know how hard it is for me? I can't listen to the Shiva on this. I can't. For me, it's painful. But Klai Yisrael comes in with that amuna, comes in with that bitachan, comes in, you know, we're supposed to take a haircut before Rosh Hashanah. The person is supposed to shave before Rosh Hashanah. You're supposed to groom yourself nicely for Rosh Hashanah, not in a bawdy way. Because I'm batuach in the Rabban Hashem that he's, he's going to be nisim. That's what it says in the, in the tour. We batuach that HaKadosh Baruch is going to do nisim this Rosh Hashanah. All of us. Nisim. What's a nais? And this is when Alpidar HaTeva shouldn't be. The Rabban Hashem, he'll, he'll, bend, he'll bend the Teva. But at the end of the day, it has to be what's good for us. So that's the first thing I wanted to share. That's why we've blown the Tkiah, the Trua. The Trua is a broken heart example. Why we... If you look, every single Machzer has the ten reasons why we blow Shaifa from Upside Yukon. The very first one is because we're coronating Hashem as Melech. But what we're saying is, Rabban Hashem, you're a Melech on... We're acknowledging you as Melech, and we'll explain in a moment what Melech means. We're accepting you as Melech because we have confidence that you're the best thing in the world that's, been, that's happening, and your din is also Melech. Your din is Emerson, your din is Chesed, and your din is whatever we need in the best possible way. So when this Yid came over to me about an hour ago, one of our finest, and he comes and he says, so what's all this business of Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech, Hashem Yimloch, and Melech, and Besimloch, and on and on and on. So what I'm saying now could be that the, you know, the Adams heard this, the Adams learned this. In Adon Alam, we talk about a Kodesh Baruch Hu, beginning, Adon Alam Hashem Malach, the Terem Kol Yitzir Nifra. A Kodesh Baruch Hu was Malach before any creation was created. But Le'es Nasa Bechef Tzarkal, once a Kodesh Baruch Hu, through his Chayfets, made everything, Azai Malach Shmar Nikra, then a Kodesh Baruch Hu was called Malach. HaKadosh Baruch is Melech because he's Melech. It's his world. He does what he wants. But called Melech was something that only happened once he created the world, specifically once he created Bali Bechira. So the Vilna Gandhi explains it this way. He says there are two types of rulers. There's a Moshal and there's a Melech. A Moshal is a dictator. He's in control. Um, but he's not in control because you put him in control. He's in control because he's a thug or because he bought, him, he, he bought the power forced his way into the power, and he controls, he's a Moshe. And Melech is somebody, says the Grah, who we appoint as Melech, we anoint as Melech, the people themselves accept somebody that we want to be under your rulership. The Gaim are not particularly interested in the, the Ratzon Hashem. We, we accept Hashem as Melech, and we daven for the time, the one before the world was created, Hakadosh Baruch Hu was a melech by by default, by definition, because there was nothing else. There was nothing else there. Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world of Bali Bechira. Unless the Bali Bechira acknowledge him as melech, then he's not called melech. Then he's a moshe. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu being a Melech is totally dependent on us acknowledging him as Melech. Therefore, on this day, which we'll explain soon, what the significance of Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah is a renewal of the world every single year. So we do this, it's not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us to call him Melech. And it's not necessarily that we need to call Hashem Melech. But the world needs HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be Melech. We're establishing Hashem's relationship with the world not as a Moshel, but rather as a Melech. And therefore, when we talk to Hashem, we say Melech, Vesimlech. When we talk about Hashem, it's Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech. We, we can't get enough of it. We're setting the tone that we are willing acceptors of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. Why? Because we, the little bit that we know about HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, like we said before, He's the Atom Kulam. He gives everything he is. He's the Toyev. He's the Meitiv. He's the Kol Yachol. And he has such a loving relationship with us. So of course we're Mamluk HaKadosh. We're acknowledging that the world is his world. So that's basically the, the response that we gave. And as we said before, it's an HaKadosh. We understand Hashem understands better sometimes. Sometimes HaKadosh Baruch sometimes. We understand HaKadosh Baruch knows better even if sometimes I don't feel that. Go for it. So something I always struggle with Baruch yeah. Is, it seems like, like we was talking about, like our amazing relationship with Hashem is like a father, and it sounds like Mama yeah. seems like so like impersonal, so like foreign, sort of so like when you think of like like all the Mashalim, like a king and the servants, and the, it's not like some, it's not it's not like a closeness. It's like a, he's a king, and we're the you know the under people, whatever. It's like why is that the? Okay, everybody heard that. Starting on, on, on Rosh Hashanah, the ten days except for Shabbos, we're going to call the Kaddish Baruch Avinu Malkeinu. It's a very interesting relationship. It's not Avinu, uh, colon, Malkeinu. It's Avinu Malkeinu. It's a very interesting relationship. You know, a, a Melech is a, is a Kol Yachol. You have a lot of parents who would like to do things for their kids, but they can't. A lot of parents who are so focused on themselves, they don't even notice their kids. You have a lot of parents who... Parents are human. Sometimes parents... You could have an abusive parent. You could have... There's lots of different types of parents. HaKadosh Baruch in his role as Melech, the Melech doesn't need the Am. The Melech is... In, 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 in its ideal sense. The Melech is... He's, uh, he has all the money in the world. He has all the power in the world. He has the, the affection of his malchus. Like the Rambam writes in Hilfus Malachim, Leif HaMelech Leif The Melech is not a private citizen. The Melech is all about the Am. Sakharish Baruch The Avinu Malkeinu means, what type of a Malkeinu is Sakharish Baruch he's, he's an Avinu Malkeinu. What type of a... Of a, of a it's an interesting relationship. Rabbeinu Yoinen, Shari Tshuva, says, he talks about the marshal about a king who has subjects, and the king has his family, and the king has the Bnei Bayis within the family. He brings down a Pasuk in Yeshaya, when he, when he discusses the Ikra of Yagan, of, 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 of like brokenheartedness and sadness you know, that, that comes in Tshuva. So he says, you, you, when he's discussing that, he says like this, he says, a king treats people who, who live in the palace very differently than he treats people who are all the way out there. There's different relationships one could have with a king. You could be a citizen who lives in a faraway town. You could be a citizen who lives in, in, the, in the 
the big city, in the, in the capital. Or you could be somebody who's part of the king's extended family. Children of the king's ministers who eat at the king's table. You know what I'm saying? They have access to the king. They talk to the king. They, and they have access to everything because he's the king. Rabbi Yannis says that our relationship with Hashem, the way it should be, unless we pull ourselves back, HaKadosh Baruch is Melech, and he's Melech al and he's Melech on us also. At the end of the day, if, a, you know, if, if the king's child like, spits at the crown and, and uh, whatever, it's not going to be Pasha. But even with that, with all the Mishalom we see about the king who threw himself, his, king, his kid out of the palace, the famous Megrish in, 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 in Kohelis Rabba, the king's so angry with the crown prince, throws him out and he swears he makes a nether that he can never come back into the palace again. And then what does he do when the real kid says, Pa? It's me. So the Medrash says he tears down the palace and he holds it up again. Because the nether was only chal on that palace. So the Ritva brings that, that if you make a nether, you can't come into my house. And we only refer to the house that's there. It's a big machlok is Rishayin. But that's the, it, it, our relationship is avinu malkinu, not just, yeah, shamelech, 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 we love the king, we're into the malchus. You know, look at the, I don't know if you call it a royal family, lahavdil, lahavdil, a billion and a half dollars, to the, the family that flies Air Force One, now in America. The, the family has a different, the, the, the family, the friends of the, of a, you know, the people who live in that big house in Washington, and they, it's different. They get a different type of entertainment. They get different things. Now, of course, you're, you're subject to scrutiny and whatever it is. And there's a certain standard. There's a certain etiquette if you want to be there. But the relationship is alvinu malkin. I, I appreciate that you brought that up. It's not about, about a melech and his... I, I remember meeting a, a Swazi prince from Tzfas. I forget the guy's name. Anybody have you ever heard him speak? Swazi... Describes the malchus of his father in Swaziland. Swaziland is a small little impoverished country, and they have a very low door. And the only way you can walk in, and even his wives, as many of them, and his children, the only way you can get into the, the, the throne room is by crawling into the room. And then you stand up if he allows you to stand up, and if not, you talk from the floor. So yeah, we think of, of a melech like that, and that's how this guy grew up until his parents sent him to Cambridge. So that there's more to life than crawling on the floor. And then he became a yid. He was living in spots. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's uh, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch is Avinu Malchus. There's a certain etiquette. There is a Malchus. We're so proud of his Malchus. And we're so proud to be the name Malachim. That's, that's our description. We're called princes. Hamid Chachamim are called Malachim. All of Klai Yisrael are called Bnei Malachim, and it's a yeah, that's our relationship. We're insiders in Rashana. Rashana is not only when Hashem becomes Malach over Klai Yisrael, so Hashem becomes Malach over the whole world. But we're you know we're in there. We're out there. We're posing for the pictures with him, so to speak. Let's move on to one other small nakuda, and um, <clears throat> I hope that this will give you know, this will be mashlam and give some. So if anybody has any other questions, please um, speak it out. We all know, all of us have been learning in yeshiva for long enough, we know that there's something called the Chazaka Demei Kara. Chazaka Demei Kara means you have a suffix, 
It was a form of status. Is a chazkas marakama. There's a chazaka demeikar. We leave things with their former. We leave things as as is, unless we know that something changed. If there was a former status, and many have an attitude towards Rosh Hashanah, towards a new year, that I have a chazaka demeikar. I, I probably will preserve the status quo. You know, I did things that were right. I did things that maybe weren't right. But all in all, I'm a good guy. The status quo will be preserved. I get to an Asana Toike. get a little serious over there. I understand things don't always remain the same. Things might change. But for the most part, we come in with the feeling, with the Hargasha, that I'm a Muxak. But Chazal say this in multiple places, and it's it's basically Lehed. The Rubansham gives out new contracts every year. Just because you had the job last year doesn't mean you have the job this year. Just because you didn't have the job last year doesn't mean you're not getting the job this year. For Rosh Hashanah, you save and on Rosh Hashanah, it's written, every one of us gets a new contract on Rosh Hashanah. Every one of us has a new chance, has new opportunities every Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says that the, the parnasa of a person is ktsuvim is set from one Rosh Hashanah to the next. That's it. It's a whole new hiring, a whole new, whole new committee, so to speak. It's, not, it, it, it's renewed, a brand new contract every single year. Because Prophet says there's no chazakas. On the one hand, that could be very intimidating. You know, I've got to start again. There's no seniority in this thing. I don't have a... But on the other hand, it's such an opportunity. Because there are very few people who've had it perfect. And I want to just bring this out. I saw this again this year. In a sefer called Darish Tov, it's a liquid of different uh, Magidim in Eretz Yisrael, different Mashgidim, Magidim. It brings such a nice um, deher. The Kriya Satara, every single Yantav, reflects the Yantav itself. On Pesach, we read about the Karim Pesach. Shavuos, we read about Nakam On Yom Kippur, we read about the Avodas Yom Kippur. On Sukkot, we read all about Sukkot. And what do we read about on Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the main day of Rosh Hashanah? Not even that Kedah. I would have loved that. So there was a lady by the name of Sarah. She wasn't able to have children for many years. I could have the bench, and she was able to have a child. And everyone was really, really happy. And not only did she have a child, when she had a child, whoever couldn't have children also had children. What does it have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Because I'll say that this happened on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem Pachad Asara was on, on Rosh Hashanah. She, she was able to conceive on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so it happened on Rosh Hashanah. But what does it have to do with the Yom Hadin? What does it have to do with Malchus? What does it have to do with the day? And he just brings out this Nekudu. You know, once you hear it, it's so Pasha. Sari Yimenu, the Torah describes, Vatihi Sara Akara in Lavala. Sarah was barren, she had no children. It seems to be repetitive. Chazal say, Einla Vlad means she didn't even have a base Vlad, she had no rechem. Not that she didn't have children, she couldn't have children. It was impossible for Sarah to have a child. Couldn't do it. And what happened? So they needed Rosh Hashanah. Because nothing that existed before Rosh Hashanah determines what's going to happen next year. Because you didn't have a Rechem before Rosh Hashanah doesn't mean you can't have a Rechem after Rosh Hashanah. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu renews the Bria. To us, it doesn't seem like things are being renewed necessarily because things still look the same. But behind the scenes, with every single Rosh Hashanah, the entire Bria is being renewed. New contracts for everybody. Anything that was impossible doesn't have to be impossible. Every single thing starts fresh. This is the Kriyas Hatara for Rosh Hashanah. Why do you have to be Mamluk Hashem every year? Why not just do it once a lifetime? Because it's a new world. Hayom Haras Hayom Haras The world becomes... The world is renewed. Every single year on Rosh Hashanah. The world, the people, the opportunities, the mazel. Everything changes. Every Rosh Hashanah. Everything is subject to change. Sometimes, well, what if the person says, for two years I had the same situation. Okay. Just like Hashem gave it to you one year, so he decided to give it to you another year. But this Kriya Torah of Rosh Hashanah is so powerful. There shouldn't be a dry eye in the house because everybody needs things. I know I do. I know people close to me do. I know some of you do. Many of you, most of you. But I don't know you. How many guys sitting in this room? You have family members who are sick. You have family members who... You know, we're going through all types of tzara, all types of, all types of things. How many of us just want to be matzalev in so many areas and can? <clears throat> How many of us want to just, we all want to be good, that's why we're here. We all we don't want to be matzalev, we all want to care of again. We all just, everything could change. It's, it's how, you know, the Gemara says, Gemara Shabbos on Lamed Beis, the Gemara says that it's much easier to daven, when you daven for somebody before he gets sick, that he shouldn't get sick, is much easier than once he's sick to daven that he should get better. It's like that in the, you know, if you, if you listen to your GPS before you go out on a trip, it's much easier to avoid the traffic than once you're stuck in the traffic to get out of it. It's much more difficult. A person needs much greater schosen to get out of the mind than before one's in a mind. Tosa says in Rosh Hashanah, how come we daven every single day, Rafa'enu, Baruch how come we daven for all these things? When Rosh Hashanah was decided, it's going to either be this or that. The Tosa says, you're right, and Rosh Hashanah has decided who gets sick, but it's never decided who gets better. That is out to throughout the year, and that's what we have to work on. But on Rosh Hashanah, it is decided who gets sick and who doesn't. It's so much easier to accomplish before it happens. Every single Rosh Hashanah, there's a new desire to I'm using sick as an example, but it applies to applies to everything. Every single challenge there is out there. On Rosh Hashanah, and certainly until the time of the dinner on Rosh Hashanah, until today's, it, tonight, tomorrow is the last day of the year. Rosh Hashanah night and Rosh Hashanah morning, until Tukiyas, is, that's all before the Gzara Din. Everything is possible. Everything. And sometimes the Gzara Hu decides, I mean, he knows what he's doing, but everything is possible. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. And everything is coming from somebody who cares so much and such a maker. I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I've shared this with you. I, I one time went into Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, the Tzadik in Yerushalayim. <coughs> and I went and I, I, I wrote a little, uh, a little kvetl. That's what you do when you go to some of these people. They just, you, you know, you write down what you're, what you're coming for, for brachas, name, names of people. And I put down the name of somebody and I wrote next to it that he should be Bizarre to have children. So he asked me, what's the story? It's a very close Talmud, who Alpidar Kateva cannot have any children. It's physically impossible. So he looks at it, he says, what's the story? I say, Alpidar Kateva, he can't have children. So like, without batting an eyelash. So I have to have a child, Alpidar Kateva. Move on to the next name. Okay. 
because that was easy. You know, and it was like such a dumb pasha. We talked to the Rabbanish a lot. At this point, at the end of that story, so, so far, um, they do have two children, but, you know, for interesting um, science, Baruch Hashem, that we are living with. But we're talking about Kaddish Baruch Hashem. Baruch is not Mogbal yet. He created the Teva, and he wants to use the Teva, but he's certainly not limited by it. So these are some of the thoughts that I wanted to share. So I don't know if there was a little disjointed, not as organized as usual. I'm not as organized as you. Yeah, go. Um, the main point of Rosh Hashanah is, is to be Mamluk, right? So when is the proper time to ask for, for things? So nobody would ask. <laughs> <laughs> so when is the proper time to ask for that? And then we hear the Zara says, right, you're not supposed to ask for personal bakashas yeah. and this and that. So I wrote the Peleites, and use this as the, 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 the end of the letter, it's getting late, and we need that We spoke about, spoke about the Trua, we spoke about the Imam Lechakarosh Baruch Hu, being done in the top space. He really cares, and that he's really good, and sometimes we get to see it. My bench all of us said, you know, it should be a Shana Toiba Umasuka. Shana Toiba is always good, but it doesn't always taste sweet. We, we, we bench each other that the Shana Torah should be sweet as well. We, 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 should, we should be able to have the good. But where do we dive in for these things? At the end of the day, tell me I can't dive in for any time. So I should get up by the seat and then just get this all in before diving. So I just want to end off with these beautiful, beautiful words from the Peleyites. Peleyites says throughout davening, we ask for something nonstop. What is that? Anybody looked up the Maxa yet? Um, what do we ask for? One thing. When we don't stop asking for it. So when Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we sing about it, when we pronounce him as Melech, but we keep on asking for Chaim. Kosveinu b'sefer ha-chaim. Zohreinu l'chaim. Melech ha-chaim. So many, so many, so many times in Davin we're asking for Chaim. What's Chaim? What type of Chaim? alive, to have a life that has meaning, to have a life that's enriched, to have a life that's connected. Not just to live by inertia that I'm alive now because I happen to have been alive yesterday. Like, you know, you shech the chicken and it's still like hopping around because it was. It's mefarches, it's a life of chikos. A life that's life. So he says, the beautiful thing, As we go through the day to ask for Chaim and Chaim and Chaim and Chaim. He says, Yechavin, first of all, Al Nefesh. We should have a spiritual life. What does that mean? I should live a life where I really have Yerushalayim. I'm in awe of Hashem. I have this awe inspiring relationship with Hashem. And Avas Hashem. Kol And I should have, and I also have in mind Chaya Yaakov. That I should be healthy. And why do, why do I need to be healthy? So that I can live a productive life. And what is a productive life? So that I could serve Hashem and could be mashlim, my purpose for which I was sent to this world. And that a life that I'm not angering Hashem, and I'm not disappointing and letting Hashem down. 
Daven for physical health. You should be physically healthy. You should be well. You should have stamina to be able to be the best person you could be. We're asking for Chaim nonstop. Meaningful life. life, Meaningful life to a yid. Physically. That I should have the things that I need. On a Ruchnistika level, that I should be connected. That I should, I should feel the closeness to Hashem. I should have a relationship. That's what you should have in mind. What type of a chayim? A chayim that is focused lamancha. The ends of kizek That's what life is about. At the end of the day, we put into this world for a tachlis. We put into this world for a tachlis. And when I'm asking for chayim, that's when I have in mind all of these things. You're saying the words chayim. If, if I were you, if I'm me, and I do do this, prepare for you. I'm going to be dominant for Chayim around a thousand times. Maybe sometimes I'll have this in mind, and sometimes I'll have that in mind. And have that in mind. And have in mind a lot of tefillahs, Balash and Rabin. Have a Chabra in mind. Have your families in mind. Have them all over the world in mind. We should all just have a life that's Chayim, that's alive, filled with life, filled with vibrancy, filled with energy. Which probably should bench all of us. We should be written and sealed. The Sifran Shal Tzadikim, the Sefer Chaim, Bracha, Shalom, Manasa Taiva, Shulai Davenin is, Nusach Svar, they keep on going. Xeris, Taivas, Yeshuas, Nechamas, everything wonderful, everything good. I'm going to have an amazing, amazing Yantif, and uh, be empowered by it. Don't be scared by it, don't be intimidated, be empowered.